Hello and welcome to Queers in the Club, your new music podcast with an LGBTQ plus focus. Today we're doing things a little bit differently as I review tracks from the last month or so. Um, so we're looking at Brittany Howard, Pablo Vittar and Angel Olsen amongst others. So yes, welcome back to Quiz and the Club, your new music podcast. My name is George. If you didn't know already, this is basically, as I say, a podcast, just reviewing the best new music that has come out in the past, you know, couple of weeks. And this week, I'm actually splitting April into two again. So this is the April part one edition of the podcast. Um, and as I maybe hinted at in that intro, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently to reflect things moving forward. Um, so if you follow my Instagram page, it's at Quiz in the Club. If you don't already follow it, give it a follow. Um, and on there, you may have seen that I've been re-uploading some of my album reviews from the past few months. Um, and I'm going to be kind of continuing that theme moving forward. So basically what I plan on doing is in this kind of episode, I will be reviewing tracks, just singles that have been dropped over the past, you know, fortnight or so, um, and looking at the best of them, giving some reviews. I'll probably do about five every single um, episode, and then still continuing with my It's One from the Library section, and then I'll also be continuing with the Gay Icon discussions, um, looking at a different gay icon every week, and thinking about why they're considered a gay icon. That means then the album reviews will be uploaded separately to kind of give you a chance to maybe think about it in more detail, look at it separately. There may be albums that you really want to hear about um, and ones that you don't really want to hear about, so you can kind of pick and choose. Um, So this month's ones will be um, Pillow Queens, um, Leave the Light On, which I'm very excited about, um, and K Tempest, um, The Line Is A Curve, which I'll be talking about too. Um, So definitely watch out, subscribe to my podcast um, on Apple Music or or Spotify or I think even Google Podcasts and be sure to listen out for when those album reviews drop. But yes, that is the kind of format change going forward. So as I say, this week, we're just looking at tracks um, as well as the two segments at the end. So let's get started then. First up, we have Running With The Angels by Brittany Howard and TP. So in one of my It's One From The Library sections prior to this episode, I included the song Give Me All Your Love by Alabama Shakes, whose front woman, Brittany Howard, um, has one of the most incredible voices, I think, ever. And she has recently dropped a collaboration with rapper T.P. called Running With The Angels. Um, The track is an anthem for Angel City Football Club which is the first majority women-funded, owned and operated football teams um, based in Los Angeles. Um, And by that, I mean soccer, Um, not, you know, American football. It's a soccer team, and this is the anthem that is kind of coinciding with their kind of breakthrough. Um, And as such, um, the song has a typically kind of marching band sound that feels, you know, ready for a pre-game hype session. Um, but beyond that, it's, it's also a song about, you know, women's equality. This is a song for a club that is entirely, or majority at least, women-funded. Um, 
and operated so it's really you know a song that may seem kind of frivolous it's a football anthem but it also kind of goes a bit deeper than that um and that definitely comes through in the guest trp um in her verses she too is a la local la native um and, and she's very very passionate on on the verses and i feel like the line that best kind of summarizes the the passion that she she expresses is in this one this line she says woman another synonym for victorious um as i say i absolutely love uh, Brittany howard's voice and she just you know sends the chorus into our space so i definitely definitely would listen to this track even if it seems you know just a bit fun it's definitely got that marching band vibes it feels like if beyonce's homecoming was about i don't know football soccer <laughs> in la with a lesbian Brittany howard singing on singing on the track so yeah definitely give this one a go Next up, we have the song Poisonous Storytelling um, by Hercules and Love Affair featuring Anoni. Um, so basically, if you don't know who they are, Hercules and Love Affair are a project, a music project um, that's led by the frontman and producer Andrew Butler. Um, and they typically kind of work in dance music, but essentially they're, they're a project rather than a band. So it features often a kind of rotating cast of performers. Um, and in fact, they actually collaborated with Anoni back in 2008. Um, Anoni, if you don't know, you may have heard of them back when she was known as Anthony and the Johnsons pre her transition. Um, she actually won the Mercury Prize and she kind of had a bit of a big breakthrough with her album and that song, Hope There Somewhere, which was a definitely kind of a big song for her. Um, as I say, the two collaborated back in 2008. And on this track, it's their first collaboration since 2008, um, and it's called Poison Storytelling. The kind of main feature of it is Anoni's vocals, which are just incredible. Anoni has this very rich voice, um, and it's quite choral. Um, and on the track, she sings about the danger of new narratives within world system, hence the title Poisonous Storytelling. That may seem a bit like esoteric and a bit confusing, but basically it's all about kind of a takedown of the way that we tell stories, the way that we create narratives in terms of the political sphere um, and the kind of danger that lies within that. Um, and the kind of gravity of the song is, is totally backed by the fact that there are these heavy drums that lay in the background um they are in fact provided by the drummer budgie who's probably best known as the drummer for Susie and the banshees which is really really exciting it's very kind of it adds a level of urgency to the track especially if you're talking about a political song that's kind of what you want the song is the lead single for the new album which is called in amber um, and, and it's out in June and only features on six of the tracks I think that's about half so I'm really really excited to see the kind of fruit of these collaborations um, definitely looking forward I haven't actually listened to a lot of Hercules and Love Affair stuff before but I mean anything that's associated with Noni I am definitely here for so yes give it a listen this is Poisonous Storytelling Pablo Vittar made history this week by becoming the first drag queen to perform at Coachella. And you can bet that this song Follow Me got the crowd going. 
It's a collaboration between Pablo and the British singer Rina Sawayama, who I've spoken quite a fair bit about on this podcast. So I'm actually going to focus on Pablo for the time being. If you didn't know them already, Pablo is a Brazilian megastar. When I say that, like, I think when we think of Drang Queen, we think of maybe like some local queen in a pub <laughs> or maybe RuPaul if you're lucky. But Pablo is a megastar in Brazil um, and she's dominated the global drag music scene with these very sleek latin inspired pop tracks obviously she sings in her native brazilian portuguese and maybe that's partly why she hasn't broken out as much in the english-speaking world but she's definitely gone a bit of a way to do that she's already kind of getting there she's collaborated several times with charlie xcx she was on a remix with marina and the diamond and actually rena herself has collaborated with her once before so this is a return to Rina and Pablo's collaboration with the song Follow Me. And to me, it's like them at their peak power. It's kind of sultry, fierce, powerful song. It's got these kind of elements of pop, but also this kind of fierce, like almost tribal feel. And the fierceness that they project in both the instrumentation and the vocals comes through in the lyrics. They talk about like walking across the floor like Naomi Campbell, serving face like a supermodel, basically being a fierce person. So yeah, I definitely would say that this is them at their peak power. So I'm really, really excited to see if Pablo Vittar can finally break the kind of US-UK market with their fifth studio album. This is the lead single for it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, Pablo Vittar's name will get out even more. So this is Follow Me. Our fourth track of the week is All The Good Times by Angel Olsen, which is the lead single of Angel's upcoming album, Big Time, set for a June release. Um, it's a bit of a different, you know, album, I think, in terms of what her last album was. Her last project was All Mirrors, which I was a huge fan of, actually. It was this kind of orchestra meets synth, psychedelic kind of project. Some big ballads in there. Um, and I absolutely loved it. It was a bit different though, and this kind of feels like a return to the sound that maybe is a bit more typical of Angel Olsen. Sort of country folk Americana vibes, indie rock, all mixed in. Um, but what makes this album really special, I think, is the kind of weight that it gives off already. Um, it kind of is looming up ahead with its release date because it was actually written while Angel was coming out. Um, and learning to accept her queerness and she actually said that she told her parents that she was gay or that she was queer Um, and a few weeks after coming out both of them had passed away really really tragically Um, and so the kind of weight of this album is already huge um, in scale it sounds like it's going to be you know a lot of fresh grief and fresh love I suppose Um, which is really really interesting to see the music video for this song actually features her partner in it and so there's definitely a kind of contemplation on new love as much as death i suppose um and this song if this is just a taste then i'm sure that i'm gonna love the record um it's this kind of slow burning country song that is contemplative that then breaks out into this lovely chorus with kind of sweeping horn sounds and and lovely drum backing 
I'm very curious to see what this album entails, um, so I'm very excited to see it. This is All The Good Times, the lead single for Angel Olsen's new album. To round things off for the first half of the month of April, we are looking at Strangers by Ethel Kane from her new album, upcoming album, I should say, Preacher's Daughter. Um, I'm saying it right now. Listen out for the name Ethel Kane, everyone, if you haven't heard it before. Um, she's another incredible trans woman making indie music. Um, she's based in the kind of south of the US and her music is often rooted in the kind of southern tradition of country-driven ballads. Um, not necessarily country in the sense of twangs and, um, you know, yeehaws, but more the kind of honesty and directness um, simplicity you might say even Strangers is actually serving as the last track on the track list and she's described the song as the end of the road the song is very much a ending that's not happy but at the same time it's not a sad or bad ending um, there's a lot of kind of questioning about whether Ethel is actually good enough um, and there's a certain contemplation that goes along, in some ways it kind of go hands in hand with the Angel Olsen track in some ways. Um, both artists are really, really incredible. And this song is definitely, despite the fact that it's almost six minutes, it really flies by and is quite low key. The song is called Strangers, and I definitely think that it's a grower. Um, on first lesson, you might not be entirely enticed by it, but I definitely think give it some time and give it some thought and it will grow on you. And I'm very excited to see what this sounds like. Um, yeah. So, yes, final track for this month, the first half of this month, I should say, is Strangers by Ethel Kane. Shh, it's one from the library. Yes, it's time for one from my library, which is the section where I look back at a song by a queer artist that I think deserves some mention or that I've been listening to a lot recently. And this time it's the turn of Sifian Stevens who I'm sure many people will know from his work with the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack and or the album Carry On LOL, which was huge. Um, his sound is very distinct, I suppose. It's the kind of hushed whispers of um, indie folk. And he's a really, really interesting artist. You probably recognize him, as I say, from the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack, the most famous being Mystery of Love, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. This song, though, what I've chosen, Tonya Harding, um, because I'm a bit obsessed with it at the moment, was obviously released around the same time that the biopic I, Tonya came out. Um, it's a really great film in its own right, but actually it was never featured alongside the film. I think Stephen said that he had sent the producers the song to use in the film, but they just couldn't find a way to use it, so he released it independently of that. Um, the song is still very much about Tonya Harding, who was the American figure skater who was seemingly America's sweetheart right up until one of her rivals um, had her leg broken in, basically. Um, and there was certain speculation that Tonya or her partner potentially had something to do with it. And when Tonya was asked in an interview what she thought about this song, she said that she hadn't listened to it, but that she was not a fan of the song in principle. You know, because obviously it's, it's about her, uses her name, and she said, who gives these people permission to use my name? You all disrespected me. 
but if she actually listened to the song she would know that this is much more of a an appraise than a discredit or anything like that the song is this kind of really odd contemplative low-key song very meditative as Sufian sings about Tonya Harding calling her you know the sweetheart he says that you were the brightest star you rose from the ashes you survived all the crashes yeah it's it's a really bizarre song in some ways to write a song entirely dedicated to a sports star but it's a really really lovely track um as i say very meditative i can see it's sending you to sleep i'm sure it has actually it's part of my sleep playlist so um i love this song and again something a bit different for sophian stevens who you may know for his kind of very melancholic um songs about death and or love that wasn't meant to last so yeah who knew that those two would go so well together but they so do so and yes i should probably mention the reason i'm including Sifian in this podcast is because he is a gay man but never fully expressed that but certainly in his lyrics there is you know male pronouns if there's love interest so um hence why i've included him here so yes the song is tonya harding the artist is Sifian stevens The gay icon for this week is the one and only Cher. Um, Where do you begin with Cher? I feel like in the same vein as like a Madonna or maybe a Kylie Minogue, I feel like Cher just has attained this gay icon status through her work, but also through her activism and her kind of cultural relevancy, whether that be through songs or quotes or films or fashion for that matter. We're going to look at it all. Cher just epitomes a gay icon. In some ways, what is most impressive about Cher is the length of her career in some ways, because it's worth noting that actually in 2011, Cher became the only artist in history to score number one hits in each of the last six decades. Um, If we look at maybe the beginning of her career, I mean, Cher sort of instantly became this kind of sex symbol with her, you know, raven black hair, Hand look she's obviously Armenian American um, and so she kind of had this really recognizable look and as we'll see fashion and you know visuals have certainly played a part in Cher's success I mean just take the kind of work she's done with Bob Mackie um, amongst others to kind of really solidify herself as a gay icon um, but as I say the kind of beginning of her career she had this song my personal favorite song of hers which is the song tramps and thieves there is another word at the beginning of there but I understand that this term can be slightly controversial um, I will say it for the sake of the podcast it's gypsies tramps and thieves but obviously some people have said that it's actually an okay term a lot of the traveling community have often said actually it's not um as i kind of am hinting at here the kind of problematic nature of the song um is the fact that essentially Cher is portraying this persona she's playing the role of um this young girl who's romani um, and you may argue, you know, that Cher maybe has no right to tell this story, but in the same way, she, she does it very, very well. Um, and it's recounted at high speed. It's all about kind of poverty and class consciousness and sexual hypocrisy. Um, it's from the perspective of this 16-year-old daughter of a family that travels around the South in a travelling show. Um, and they try to, you know, couple their, their money together and... The people in the town they call them names 
And there's definitely hypocrisy within that because she says every night all the men would come around and lay their money down, which is kind of this hint at, you know, potentially prostitution as well. Um, this whole story that she tells is, is, you know, indicative of Cher's ability to transform and to kind of play characters. And beyond that, the actual music itself is really interesting. The arrangement feels like kind of vaguely... I mean, in some ways, this is problematic too. It kind of feels vaguely exotic. There's this mandolin that comes through and these jangling um, strings. And all this combined just creates this really, really captivating song. Um, and Cher has publicly said that she doesn't necessarily like it. But that aside, the actual song itself has been praised as one of the greatest songs from the 20th century, um, possibly due to its storytelling. Um, and it definitely is captivating, and I'll say that much. Obviously, that was at the beginning of Cher's career. Um, this kind of folky short track by no means is definitive of Cher's catalogue at all. You know, you've had the kind of disco era Cher of Take Me Home. You've got the rock classic of If I Could Turn Back Time. And finally, we arrive at what I believe is up there for the biggest gay anthem possibly of all time, which is the club anthem Believe. Um... Believe was sort of ridiculed upon its release for the quite innovative use of autotune. People thought it was cringy or, or somehow embarrassing to use this this really, really actually quite cool effect, this vocoder sound. Um, but as it has proved, autotune has become one of the biggest tools for musicians out there. And it has really defined a generation, in fact, I'd say multiple generations of musicians, who play around with vocal styles and Cher was the first to do so and its influence is just huge you think of like hip-hop artists you think of someone like T-Pain, Kanye West even pop artists like Ariana Grande everyone uses this sound and, and Cher was one of the first people to popularize it and what's great about this track um, is not just the vocal but actually this kind of slightly ethereal um, club tune, which is such a bizarre mix, but it all works. And what ties it all together is share. Um, and it's kind of endlessly quotable too. You know, everyone pulls out their best share impression. As soon as it comes on in gay clubs, you know, everyone goes crazy. Um, I think this single might be the one that really pushed share into Garcon status. She was already there, but this this is what did it. So. To close off this episode, we have Shares Believe. So, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Queers in the Club, our April Part 1 edition of the podcast. Um, we had five new tracks dropped this past two weeks. Brittany Howard we had, we had Anoni and Hercules and Love Affair, Pablo Vittar with Rina Sawayama, Angel Olsen and Ethel Kane. We also looked back at Tonya Harding, and finished with Cher as our gay icon. We will have album reviews coming out very shortly of Pillow Queens and K Tempest. I'm really, really excited to talk about the K Tempest one. So definitely listen out and subscribe to hear that. Also be sure to follow Instagram to be getting first notifications of when those episodes drop. Um, as I said, it's at Queers in the Club. Um, you could always give me a review too. That would be grand. Um, and otherwise, I will see you very shortly, if not for the album reviews, for the April Part 2 track roundup. So thank you for listening this far, and I will see you shortly. Bye.